My name is Carl Hinder, and you're listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast, the podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Episode 27, the marketplace is saturated. Saying that the marketplace is saturated is probably a statement that could be used by any small business. You know, even fast food outlets or charity shops or almost anyone could be saying this. Now, I'm talking to you specifically salon and spa owners, you know, clinics, barbershops, the uh, hair and beauty sector in particular. As a coach, I wouldn't argue with that statement. If you were saying to me, Carl, I'm struggling to make money in my area because the market is saturated. I think you've got a really valid point. You know, there's a fair few salon coaches around too. Okay, but that's probably for another podcast. To understand if we do have a saturated issue within the hair and beauty industry, I think it's going to be important that we give it some sort of definition. I think we've got to agree on what we're talking about here. So when I was researching this, one dictionary definition said that it was this. It's the condition of being full beyond satisfaction. That's what saturation is. I like that statement because it really does reflect our industry. Because so many salons and spas, etc. now have less satisfied people than they used to. Let me give you an example. The salon owners are now less satisfied than they used to be because, of course, they are making less money. They're finding it less easy, if you like, to operate their business. So that qualifies us for saturation. We also have less clients, and the clients that we do have are also less satisfied because they know that we are unable to invest in our business or we're unable to invest in training or the quality across the industry may or may not uh, be a bit lower than it used to be. We've also got to look at staff because staff are also less satisfied than they used to be. And we know that the movement in the employed and self-employment market is a demonstration of that. We do have staff that are less satisfied. We have clients less satisfied. We have salon owners that are less satisfied. And that really qualifies as one of the conditions for being saturated. I've got to qualify this. I've got to say, of course, there are exceptions. There's a lot of exceptions. There are lots of exceptional businesses out there that are not affected by this saturation. And maybe when we analyze this, perhaps we'll identify why that is. Not everyone has less satisfied staff and less satisfied clients and not every salon owner is less satisfied themselves. We're looking at the market in general. In many ways, it's a shame that we measure the health of our industry by the number of salons or the number of salons that are growing. And I know lots of the associations and federations use that kind of statistic. I don't. As a business coach, I would be more than happy for there to be a reduction in salon numbers across, across all sectors now, by the way. And, you know, that's going to give us basically a lot more clients per salon. It's probably going to give us a lot more staff options per salon. And that's going to give the potential for these businesses to be a lot more um, healthier, a lot more financially healthier. So 
while saturation is an indication that you know the business or the industry is growing, that in itself is a good indication that it's a strong, strong industry. But I don't think it's the best way of us, you know, seeing the best of our industry. I think there's too few people making uh, the the kind of money that they should be. We're talking about this saturation, but at the same time, we got to remember that around 80%, and I'm talking about legally operated salons now, are still operating at a break-even or a loss, a, a financial break-even or a financial loss situation. And that's every week, every week, every month, every year. So we've got the saturated market. Within the market, 80% of people are not doing particularly well, which means 20% are, which is great, but 80% aren't. So what do you think? Should we just give up on this? You think, oh, there's no point trying anymore, Carl. You've painted a great picture. You've you've agreed with us. We're saturated. There's nothing we can do about it. In a way, we don't need to do anything about it because three out of five of you, yeah, three out of the five listeners now, right this minute, will be closed within five years. And if we haven't got you by then, and I am joking with you, by the way, and if we haven't got you by then, eight out of 10 salons will be closed within 10 years. That's the natural attritional rate for our industry. It's not too different across most small businesses, by the way. So there's a lot of common denominators. We also know that lots and lots and lots more people will come into the industry and open more salons. And that's because they think that they can do better. And let's face it, some of them can do better. You know, some people are better educated, and I'm not talking about educated at school. I'm talking about business, um, business style education. So they're making better decisions. But what about you? What can you do about this saturation situation? Apart from complaining and mourning, okay, or throwing it all in, or giving up, you know, giving up on the situation. Do you just say, I accept the situation and I can't do anything about it? What can you do about it? The answer is that you remove yourself from the saturation situation. Now, that's not easy to say. The saturation situation. Think about what large companies do. What they do is they make themselves different. Let's look at, say, car companies. There are literally hundreds of car companies throughout the world, and there are literally millions and millions and millions of cars. Yet, Lamborghini don't care what Vauxhall are doing because they're different, aren't they? They're not in the same league as them. Yes, they're cars, just like, Carl, I'm a barbershop and there are literally hundreds of barbershops within 20 miles of me. Or I'm a skin clinic and there are thousands in the UK, Carl. Well, Lamborghini do the same. Why would they worry about Vauxhall? They are different. They set themselves apart. Now, I don't have to tell you the difference between a Lamborghini and a Vauxhall. But recently, I read that Lamborghini said that they're not even going to make a battery for a supercar. Now, we know that we are in a super trend, a super environmental trend of battery powered cars and uh, environment protection and all the good reasons that there may be for doing that. But this company has come out and said, no, we're not going to do it because... The reason that clients buy our cars is because the engines make a noise. So they think that 
once they go to the battery, they will lose or they may lose a lot of their clients because the feature, the reason the clients come to them is the noise of the engine. Now, it'll be interesting to see how that develops with um, governmental pressures and environmental pressures, but that's their situation. That's their stance at the moment. And therein lies your answer. You're only in a saturated market when you are like other people in your market. Or in this case, when you are like them. Can you see what I'm saying? You're all the same. If you're a hair salon and you're saying to yourself or you're saying to your business partners or you're saying to your coach, well, I can't make the progress I want to make because I'm in a saturated market. What you're saying is, I'm exactly like them or they're exactly like me, and that is what's creating the saturation situation. What we do know for sure is that you can't change them. Not even I can change them. You know, as a, as a business coach, as an international business coach, I can't go around changing hundreds of thousands of salons. What I can do is I can change you, an individual salon in your area, and of course, as the good to go intro says, you can change you. The only thing stopping you is you. So if you start focusing on yourself, start with this. Start by asking yourself this question. Why should a client come to me? Now answer that question. Why should a client come to me? Write a long sentence about the reason they should come to you. Or if you want to, you can write it as a, a list if you want to, okay? All the reasons that people, sorry, not all the reasons that people, all the reasons that clients should come to you. And it doesn't matter you. It doesn't matter if you're a, a clinic, a barbershop, a hair salon, uh, aestheticians, it doesn't really matter. Write this big sentence or write this list of all the reasons that they should come to you. And you're going to find things on there like this. You're going to be saying, well, come to me, Carl, because... We're super friendly. Yeah, we're a really, really friendly place. Or come to us because we are really professional or we're all qualified. Or you're going to say something like, you know, I've got 10, ex 10 years experience or 20 years experience in the industry. That's why they should come here. Or it's a really relaxing environment and we look after them. We take care of them. They can have a really great chill. Or maybe you're at the other end of the scale and you're saying things like, you know, come to us because our prices are really affordable. You know, to me, that's a little bit cringy when you say we're affordable. It just means you're cheap, right? But lots of your competitors, lots of the people in the saturation bowl, if you want to call it that, are saying exactly the same. So you've got this list. Now what I want you to do is cross off all of the things that everyone else could be saying in your area. They probably are saying the same, right? They are probably saying we're friendly, we're professional, we're experienced, create this relaxing thing, we've got affordable prices. You know, you're just saying stuff, there's sound bites, there's just noise, guys. Now, rewrite it. This time, rewrite it. And this time when you rewrite it, think about what you could be doing that others aren't or others won't do, right? So it's a bit more complicated this time. Rewrite something that the others, or most of them at least, not everyone, but most of them don't have or won't do. What can you say about your business that makes you stand out? Here's a couple of things off the top of my head. Maybe you could say something like, we have 
the best hair systems in the UK. Of course, you've got to qualify that, but best hair systems in the UK. Whilst other people are just saying, you know, we do great haircuts and we do great colors, you're saying we've got the best in the UK. That's a standout statement. What about award-winning blonde specialists? So instead of saying, come to us for all your color needs, you say we are award-winning and we specialize in blonde. Would that give people who want to go blonde some confidence? Not only does this make all your marketing much easier, make your marketing much more powerful, much more poignant, but the message that the client gets is that you're very, very specific. You have some advantage over your competition. You might be something like an old, um, an award-winning something, an award-winning, I don't know, anti-aging specialist clinic. Okay, I know we've got two things going on there. Maybe award-winning might be enough. I know quite a lot of people are now award-winning businesses, but they're not everyone. If you're anti-aging specialist, that might be a really, really um, good help. But what about specializing in something else? When you say, we are acne specialists for teenagers. Of course, you've got to have the market there. You can't just make this stuff up. But that means there's a real reason to come to you instead of saying, for all your skin needs. Yeah, once you say, for all your skin needs, you've just fallen into the saturation bowl with everyone else. Or if you're not into that specialist kind of thing, maybe it's something that your business does. Maybe, for example, you are open when most other salons or most other barbershops aren't. Not far from where I live, there is a barbershop open at 6 a.m. in the morning. I know that when I went to Brixton a couple of years ago, there was um, a salon there that opened 24 hours all through the night, guys. So you can see their strength. It was right for them. They had a lot of transient um, uh, traffic. Really, really important that they stood out for a reason. I'm not telling you to do this stuff. What I'm telling you is you've got to find your reason on top of all of that. We've got to be ethical, guys. Obviously, what you say has to be true. And it's it's got to match what the client wants. So you got to, whatever you say, the client has got to experience it when they come in. It has to be true. And it has to be something that the client wants to connect with. You can't say that you're amazing at acne treatments if nobody cares about it. What's the point in that? You can't say that you perform like a celebrity-based salon if nobody cares about celebrity. So, you know, you've got to put some thought into this. But the point is, you've got to stand out. Once you are standing out, you are in a less saturated market. You've, you know, in effect, you've created your own market within a market, just like Lamborghini has created a market within a market. Now, they are in the supercar market, maybe along other organizations like Ferrari and Porsche, but they're not in the bigger market, are they? They're not in the car market. Nobody ever bought a Lamborghini for transport. Nobody ever said, I really need that Lamborghini car because I've got to get to work on time. Yeah, people buy them for different reasons. And you want people to come to you, not for the simple purpose of what you're providing, but because you provide something a little bit more, a little bit different. Now, I want to analyze this just a tiny bit before we tie this podcast up. The reason that salons of all types don't do this, the reason you don't like to do this, is because you have this natural instinct to appeal to everyone. You think that if you appeal to everyone, you'll have more clients. 
You know, so if you have general ads, you think more people will come in. I don't know how many times I've seen people saying that they are family salons. And I don't mean they're run by you and your family, that you are family, which just basically means I want you all. I want the mums, I want the dads, I want the kids. Yeah, I want the I want the colours, I want the I want the the trims, I want the perms, I want the sets, I want the nails, I want the that's not the way that the world works, and it doesn't work in a saturated market. When you start to ask everyone to come to you, you're not asking no one. Or I think the marketing thing is, you know, when you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. I understand it. I understand it as a as a natural instinct, if you like, because when you are like everyone else, when you play it safe, that's what you're doing, right? When you just say, look, I'm a, I'm a salon and I'm a family salon, you're saying, look, I'm safe. I'm a bit like all my other competitors. I'm not standing out which is good and which is safe. And, you know, as they say, you've blended in with the crowd. Yep, it's safe. But it's not really safe, is it? Because your finances aren't as good as they should be. And we've already done that 80% of salons in the UK. And I think it's largely the same across um, uh, most developed countries that 80% is a bit of an indication of how profitable we are. So in reality, you don't get more by playing it safe or by trying to appeal to everyone. You actually get less. And in a way, you're more vulnerable because nobody can see you. You're not getting everyone. Nobody can see you because you started this, right? You started this by telling me that the market is saturated. It's a real struggle, Carl, but I want to remain unseen. That's what you're saying unless you take my advice and come up with some real poignant reasons why I should visit you. So you deal with a saturated market by standing out, by being very different, or at least making the message uh, very, very different. You know, that's what I do as a as a coach. I stand out because, you know, I'm really solution based. Uh, I believe in prompt action, and I always believe in finding a solution. I'm never going to be beaten. Now, I know some people don't like that drive and that focus, but for the people that do, we work well together and we get great results. So the question is, what makes you stand out in a saturated market? Or are you going to accept that struggling is normal? And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. Please take a look in the show notes. Take a look at the links and please leave me a review. Don't forget to let other salon owners know that I'm here every Sunday at 4pm trying to give you guys a kickstart to the week. Thanks, everyone. I will see you on the next episode.